0: Hello, it's October 23rd. Everything is really weird. And if it's Friday, then this is The Delve. Welcome back to The Delve. Things are weird. We don't have a guest, and we're trying out a new thing, and we're rotating through our team where we have them be co-hosts for the week. And this week, we have Hayden from Marketing.
1: Hey everyone. Hayden, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) How you doing?
0: Good, yeah, great. I'm really excited to have you on here. We are going to try to get through these really, really important topics. So for this episode, we're gonna talk about court packing a little bit. We're also gonna discuss Voter turnout so far and the early voting, which has been incredible. Yeah, We're going to talk about the early voting, which has been fantastic so far. We're also going to talk about how voting is compared to other countries around the world, which is going to be really, really interesting. And then finally, we're going to try to go over the protests that are happening in Nigeria right now that are so serious against police brutality and the response from the Nigerian government. But first we begin with court packing. Yeah. Republicans are rushing through this Supreme Court nomination <laughs> during election year. Folks didn't want to do it during Obama's last year, during election year. Trump has this election year vacancy, but everyone's okay with it now. Yeah. Democrats are saying, <laughs> hey, you guys do this. We're out for court packing. And I feel like that's like a a thing we haven't heard ever before. So
1: I wanna like tell people kinda like
0: what it is, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's it's honest it's really weird. Once I kinda like read more about it, it really struck me as like one of the most hypocritical things in modern politics, at least in my opinion, like how in twenty sixteen uh Mitch McConnell was like so adamant that like no, nah, if it's an election year yeah. Then, like, there's no way we can, you know, push through another another Supreme Court nominee. Ten months away from election day. Yeah, and they're just like blatantly doing the opposite. It's <laughs> like warp speed <laughs> getting this lady like confirmed. They're like, but what about 2016? Like, why? Why is it different now? And they're like, Yeah. Oh well, because it's different now. So it's so everything changed. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay.
0: Which is insane. Yeah. So Democrats are flowing the idea of having or adding more justices to the court, which is also known as court packing. So that just means like right now, there are nine justices on the Supreme Court. The constitution doesn't specify how many justices have to be at the court. So Congress can change the number from nine to three to whatever, and if the president signs it, then he has to fill those seats. So that's kind of interesting. I, like I was saying, I don't. I think this is kind of like a new thing. I don't. I don't know if anyone's ever mentioned this in recent modern history, of packing the courts.
1: Yeah, what's weird to me is like from listening to how Trump talks about court packing and how obviously poorly he thinks of it. You know, in the debates, he was like, "Oh, they want to pack the courts. This is absolutely crazy." Like, it's not that crazy of an idea. You know, it's happened before. Like, I wonder if packing the courts has been looked down upon by Republicans in the past too, or if that's kind of a new thing, because like presidents have done it in the past. But now that Biden says like, yeah, you know, maybe it's a possibility. Trump's like, oh, it's, you know, so crazy, so radical to like add more justices to the court.
0: This is a great way to segue into the history of the Supreme Court. So the first Supreme Court back in 1787, or actually back in 1789, the Supreme Court was established with the Judiciary Act. And on the first Supreme Court, George Washington was able to nominate six judges. So back in the day, yeah, just six judges. It had always been up to Congress to kind of like decide how many members or how many justices there would be. During the administration of the 18th president, Ulysses Ulysses S. Grant, I can't speak today, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, he, off the number of justices, to nine. Congress passed an act, April 10th, 1869, to amend the judicial system. And so it went from six to nine. It's been that number since 1869. Very, 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 very long time, which is cool. Like, that's great. But like everything else in this country, things change. Things, you know, evolve. We are a much bigger country from 1789. We are a much bigger country from 1869. Exactly, yeah. We are not, you know, back in George Washington, there were like 13 states. We're now 50. I think there was, you know, a few million people. We're now 330 million people.
1: Yeah. Um, So... a a very slight difference.
0: Yeah, you know, slightly different. So (laughs) maybe it might make sense to, you know, kind of like change the court. I don't know how often that we should have this change. I don't know. It's, I don't know. What do you, what do you think?
1: Like the way I see it, you know, I, I think like, why not add more justices to the court, you know, like in the same way in statistics, like a larger sample size is going to portray the, you know, the, the overall population better. I think that having more judges you know not like a ton but just like adding a few more like the more the better because it adds more opinions as long as you know all the judges are qualified so what's like a good number if nine is too small (laughs) what is i mean that's tough (laughs) do we want like
0: 10 do we want 15 do we want 20 what is what is the number well
1: i guess we have to keep it odd right but i feel like
0: anywhere i was wondering like when george washington just start
1: off with six like what if they were a tie yeah
0: I mean, like, what if he just picked all his like friends? So it's like what six zero? Yeah, every, every decision.
1: <laughs> I'm realistically like that's probably is what happened.
0: Yeah, that's like a really interesting. I, I we should actually do a special special edition on George Washington Supreme Court. Yeah,
2: uh, but yeah. So anyway,
0: what's what's a good number? What is like, what's a good number? Like what? I don't know because you feel like I. I mean, I can imagine right now, like Democrats are like, yes, we should increase the number of, of Supreme Court justices and republicans lose their mind yeah and they're like this is horrible why would you do this you cannot do this this is so horrible (laughs) and so democrats are like all right we're just gonna like add two like seats yeah and they're like oh it's 11 judges that's too many
1: and they sound exactly (laughs) like that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) mitch mcconnell you can't add two more judges (laughs) to the supreme (laughs) court We've had that number since 1870. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to our listeners for like for my Mitch McConnell <laughs> rendition, but yeah, I mean, like, what's a good number? I
1: I'd say like anywhere between maybe like 13 to 17. I think might be like a sweet spot. You know, not too big, but honestly, like, I feel like that's a lot of people. <laughs> Oh, it definitely is. Maybe not like this year, but like in the future, maybe like add on like, you know, a couple every term. And then
0: what if they change it during Joe Biden's, you know, first term, it's at nine. And then like Congress is like, okay, yeah, you
1: can now add now
0: and the new total is 15. And now he has six people. That's, that's going to be insane. That's insane for him to add six people to the Supreme Court do they come in waves or can he just be like and these are my six <laughs> yeah and then just all biden's friends <laughs> yeah it's all his friends like obama michelle obama it, yeah
1: <laughs> just like his buddies yeah
3: hey, you want to yeah. be a judge <laughs> yeah i mean that's
1: let's be real that's kind of what trump did for like everyone he hired no actually yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> exactly but i think this is a really great way to for us to segue into kind
0: of like the history of has this ever even come up before and yes yes it has it came up in 1937 fdr was trying to push through the new deal and the supreme court kept just blocking every provision and this plan and so he's like oh crap." I have an idea. I'm just going to add new judges to the Supreme Court so I can get my new deal passed. And he released this plan to add new justices up to 15 justices. So he went to add a new judge for every judge who had been on the court for at least 10 years and was turning 70 or over 70 and they would not retire. Unfortunately, the plan... Did, I don't even know if that's unfortunately... But the plan didn't go through. <laughs> 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 Planning and the, you know, Congress never passed it. And um one of the reasons it didn't pass was because people were like, no, this is like really, really political and partisan. And don't do that. So yeah, it didn't pass, and the number stayed at nine. And I feel like I can imagine that same thing kind of happening this time around.
1: Yeah, like maybe expanding it from let's say nine to fifteen is just too much for one president that sounds crazy yeah like that's probably why a lot of republicans are pushing back on it is because they're like all right well if you're you're expanding the court then that gives a ton of power to biden which you know we don't want
0: (laughs)
3: like
1: they can go
0: crazy i mean yeah six judges go into a group of nine like imagine like you're at a lunch table and there's nine of you and then six random people come
1: Yeah, like oh, sorry, kind of a private party. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, no, this is our party. We just got nominated by the president, so. I was like, sorry, you can't sit here. uh Sorry. Now our
0: table. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. going to be really, really crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the magic number is. I think I like what you said. Like, it should be odd, so that you know there could be a deal breaker. Is that what I should say? A deal breaker, so that there could be like a there could be like a person who's like breaks the tie, a tiebreaker, not a deal breaker. Sorry, a tiebreaker. Uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, this is my silliest episode yet. Um, so We need a, a tiebreaker. But yeah, I don't know. Anywho, let's listen to what the vice president has said about this. What, what has Biden yeah. said? Take a listen.
1: You know, you have said so many times during the campaign, all through the course of your career, it's important to level. With
2: it the is, American but George, if I, if I say, no, no matter what answer I gave you, if I say it, that's the headline tomorrow. It won't be about what's going on now, the improper way they're proceeding. But don't voters have a right to know where you they stand? They do have a right to know where I stand, and I'll have a right to know where I stand before they vote. So you'll come out with a clear position before election day? Yes. Yeah,
0: interesting. Well, one, it's, it's not like a... It's, it's not a president thing. Like, he can't say, guys, I'm expanding the court. It's actually gonna be something from Congress they would have to pass a law to expand the court. So even if he was like, no, meh, you know, and then (laughs) like Congress passes a law and it's like, yeah, no, you can can expand the court.
1: Yeah, it's not really his decision to
0: begin with. One, it's not his decision. Two, he's not going to be like, no, actually, no. Let's keep it at, like, no, he's going to take that down and run with it. Are you kidding? Like he wouldn't take that. What president wouldn't take that. Yeah, Like, yeah, here, you can add six justices to the Supreme Court. He's not going to be like, yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's going to take it. He's going to run with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if he needs to really, like, answer that question. Yeah. Let him win first. <laughs> Let's get the election done. You know, then we can talk about, like, things he want to do on, like, this dramatic of a scale. I mean, I don't know. I As a voter, do I, like, really, really care, like, what
1: i mean i guess i kind of do like i mean i guess but i think i guess it's kind of like the same situation with amy coney barrett where she's like dodging all these questions in her hearings
0: well that i feel like is a little bit crazy because like she's gonna be on there for life yeah 48 yeah like homegirl would be there for like 40 years (laughs) (laughs) yeah I really want to know where she sits on things like.
1: But then I guess if Biden's going to elect or appoint um, six more justices, you kind of want to know. Oh, yeah, I guess. guess, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I guess that's true too. Yeah. He can appoint like, they're all like 30 year olds. Can you imagine?
0: Yeah. (laughs) They're there for life. Oh. And they're just like, I don't know. I need to tweet about it. Let me, I'll get back to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean. Okay, fair point. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel like we should have the election first. Yeah, like, definitely. Let's have the election, and then he could say like, if he ha- if you know he wins or whatever, then he can tell Congress like, guys, this isn't like a top priority for me. Like, let's focus on other things, and maybe it goes nowhere. Like bringing up now is kind of like a distraction.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like what he said, he was like, like yeah, it's, you know, it's important, but it's it's not what we need to be talking about right now. Like, I don't want that to be the headline. let's focus on what's happening now in the election first.
0: Exactly. And funny enough, that's what Kamala was saying in this interview with Don Lemon. Let's take a listen.
3: I think that Joe Biden has been consistent about saying that that this is not the time right now to have this discussion. And frankly, to be honest with you, Don, and just to be very straightforward, if we're going to talk about court packing, which is something that all of a sudden has become a big point of discussion. I think right. because our the only reason I'm bringing it up is just because I want to. I actually but, but, think
0: it is a distraction, and I, I just wanted to get you on yeah. the record. So, because maybe if you if you guys answer it, you'll get it behind you, and it doesn't become her emails. And that's up to the media too to not make but it her not, emails.
3: Y- and, and not fall into the trap, because look, if we want to, uh, seriously, if we want to talk about court packing, can we please talk about, and I've witnessed this firsthand on the Senate Judiciary Committee, they've been, one after another, nominating people who are unqualified, people who, are, who refuse to say that Brown versus Board of Education is precedent. Do you know that they put 50 people on the lifetime court of federal court of appeal mm-hmm. and not one is black? Mm. I mean, I just, I'm sorry, but I can't have a conversation about court packing around something that has not even happened yet, which is who is going to be the next president, without dealing with what they've been doing for the last few years.
0: I kind of agree with her. Yeah. I mean, sure, we should talk about it. And I Maybe the people could talk about it, but this is like a presidential candidate, and you really need to come up with his hard decision on how he, I mean, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see why people are frustrated by it definitely but like kamala and biden both definitely have a point like it's not worth taking the media's attention right now
0: okay but wait
1: i have a question for you yeah
0: are you ready are you ready for this one
1: uh give me a sec yeah i'm ready (laughs) what's up (laughs) just had to prepare myself go for it
0: trump has a majority in congress and they're asking him do you support court packing (laughs) uh and he's like yeah i don't know i don't really want to talk about it (laughs) <laughs> that sounds frightening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that things got real really fast. yep And you're like, Oh no, I wanna know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really need to know how you feel about court backing. Yeah. I don't, you know, don't want to talk about
1: it. Yeah. Like let's win first. Like, you know, just chill out, watch and see. The game of politics. I'll tell you once you elect me. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll let you know. Like stand by. Yeah. What did he say? Stand back and stand by. Oh my god. This
1: <laughs> <laughs> becomes this catchphrase for everything. Yeah,
0: it's just like everything. So Trump, where do you send us? Oh no, stand back, stand by. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like if the president Well, because he's terrifying, so yeah, I would wanna know. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to know. Yeah, I want to know his thoughts on on something like that. So I, I, I suppose Republicans, and I suppose some non-journalists, do have a point in asking. Yeah, Joe Biden, and Kamala, how they
1: feel about this? Yes, everyone has a point. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me full of smart people.
0: I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know, but I, I literally <laughs> feel like if it was like the other, you know, shoes on the other foot. I'm like, N- no, like, yeah really, really need to know this information. <laughs> like, you want to pack six of your homies on this court? Like, that's not okay. Like, we really need to know this. Yeah.
1: Not trying to get like six more Kavanaughs. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like i want to hear biden's answer for that reason yeah um i know republicans definitely do because you know they're scared of biden the same way democrats are scared of trump you know to an extent right but like i also definitely get why biden isn't answering at the same time because you know he's trying to get some of the republican vote uh that realizes trump's out of his mind and those republicans also might feel differently about court packing than democrats and they might not want to pack the court.
0: I don't want to, like, really, like, dive into this because this episode is not about this. But I literally feel like the American people have a lot less to fear <laughs> from, like, a Biden justice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, a Trump justice. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Biden justice. And like, oh, yeah, we have, like, greater voting rights. We have, like, you yeah. know greater access to like reproductive health care we have greater you know like that's a biden justice yeah a trump justice is like no let's shut down voting like poll locations let's stop counting your ballots like (laughs) let's close down hospitals let's take people off of their health insurance oh i'll just you know
1: standard stuff
0: (laughs) yeah standard conservative republican stuff Um, yeah, don't want to get into that, but literally I think it's (laughs) something to say on the
1: record. Yeah. The American people have a lot more to fear. I want to talk about it, but just so you know, it's crazy. (laughs) Just so you know.
0: Yeah. It's (laughs) just, it's just
1: bat crap crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I guess like, this is a great place to bring up what's happening as far as like voting. People are voting in droves. People are voting like their lives depend on it yeah because it does oh yeah (laughs) because things could get really real if trump's re-elected definitely i mean things get real if i'd select too but like things (laughs) real ruin the better way yeah yeah 35 million people already casting their vote insane crazy numbers
1: yeah i honestly didn't expect it to be that high yeah
0: i mean i'm happy
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pleasantly surprised at least. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We need more people to vote. Yeah. America, that number should be 40 million. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's about time we had had some better turnouts.
0: Yeah. 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 Insane. So of the 35 million votes that have been cast, 53% of those are from Democrats, which is awesome. Republicans have cast 39% of those. Okay, that's cool. And then like, like the rest are independents and other. That's
1: the concerning part.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another thing is, I feel like there's like a huge chunk. I mean, maybe not a huge chunk. but There's a chunk of Republican voters that are voting for Biden.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, the 53% going for Biden. Cool. Of the 39%, how much do you think
1: is going for Biden? Uh, tough to say. Maybe like... I mean, don't like. Let's not go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to had to estimate, I bet like ten percent of Republicans are voting for Biden. I think that's going crazy. So that's crazy. Five. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's going crazy. <laughs> I would say three to five percent. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Which is still
0: incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if ten percent of all Republican voters voted for Biden. Trump would lose, like... God, what a glorious day that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I think, like, a lot of folks keep saying, like, we're not going to have any results the night of Election Day.
1: I don't know. I think we might. I think that we'll have... We'll have an idea. Yeah, we'll have an idea. Whether or not the idea is, like, accurate... Yeah. It might be kind of scary, because we'll we'll see something on election. Well,
0: well, if the idea is not accurate, then we
1: won't then that's like that an idea
0: <laughs> <laughs> the thing... no i i think we'll i think we'll know i mean like we only need to know like like five states six states we need to know like where six states are going that's true you know where's ohio going where's florida going where's pennsylvania going michigan wisconsin yeah you know one other yeah uh, you know where's georgia going you know we kind of like get those states down north carolina We kind of know where this is
1: going. I mean, I guess the reason I say, like, even if we have an idea, we might not really know is because since the early voting is skewed Democrat a little bit, it's not really proportional to what it'll be on election day. Like, you know, on election day, election night, we'll see results. And then, you know, let's say like 90% of the the ballots are counted, but that 10% might not be an even split between Democrats and Republicans. So like, we might have an idea and it looks like it's going to go Republican, but actually you know, 7% out of the last 10% of the ballots being counted were Democrat because they're all early voting or something. Yeah. So, like, I think it's going to be hard to say.
0: A really interesting thing, and I'm just turning this out there, is that we're having greater voter turnout. So, compared to last the last election in 2016, when Trump is winning by, like, the slimmest of margins, like, you know, under 1%, and, like, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Florida – Imagine if like this like surge of voting, these early voters are like people who didn't vote, and I mean maybe you know probably the vast majority of them did, but maybe like a few ten million of them didn't vote in twenty sixteen. They're like, oh wait, I can vote from home. Yeah,
1: that'd be huge.
0: And I can just like request a ballot to my home, and mail it back. That's how easy voting is. So imagine like we get like this surge of like ten million extra voters. Like Trump's gonna get wiped out.
1: Yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah. Definitely. I'd love to see that.
0: Crazy. Early voting so far in 2020, it's already 67% of 2016's numbers of early voting uh, ballots. We have a week and a half to go. I think we're going to by far surpass that. Oh, definitely. Six times. Six times as many African-American voters have cast ballots in this early election
1: in early voting compared to 2016 early voting crazy yeah i think that's like the biggest thing for me that gives me hope is that
0: one of the huge takeaways from 2016 is that voter turnout in the black community was low i think like we all just thought it was just such a far out of reach idea that trump would be president so people were like, yeah, ah, Hillary's got it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't really need to vote. We know like she's going to win. Yeah. And we got every poll on our face like across the news. Hillary's going to win, Hillary's going to win, Hillary's going to win. Mm-hmm. And um I think people, you know, we're just like, okay, I guess she's going to win. I don't really need to like go vote. Mm-hmm. And then you have these four years of like this this guy. <laughs> it's crazy. People are now calling call him the crazy uncle. <laughs> Four years of a crazy <laughs> uncle I like that running the country and you know kids are in cages. Oh my god, yeah. He's like, you know, selling access to himself, selling policy, supporting like white supremacists, like you know, you get four years of this and you're like, Okay, like I don't care what the polls are saying about Biden.
1: Let's just be safe. Yeah. Take my ballot, <laughs> take this ballot. Yeah, please I think, I think that's definitely like a big thing people realize is you know, like don't count your eggs before they hatch. Like everyone thought Hillary was gonna win last election. So yeah, they kind of just said twenty sixteen, yeah. And it's crazy because you know, there's been like this
0: phrase that goes around elections have consequences. Yeah. <laughs> and and boy
1: oh boy. Do <laughs> we know? <laughs> boy oh boy, that's an understatement. That is the understatement of the twenty first yeah. century. Yeah, consequences putting it lightly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, elections have consequences. Crazy. Battleground states,
1: what's happening? What's going on? So already in battleground states, 15 million people have voted, which is huge. And in Florida, especially, there's been a significant boost in the younger voter turnout, which we love to see. Love to see that. Yeah, so I think people are realizing in, in swing states their voice really counts, especially I feel like the younger generation is becoming more and more politically active too. So I think there's this movement happening uh, where new young voters are registering and coming out to vote, you know, the blue wave, the young, the young dem wave. Yeah, and then I think there's been an uptick
0: <laughs> in youth engagement, especially since the Parkland shooting in Florida. That saw like just like a wave shift of, youth activism and there's been uptick in voter registration for young folks in Florida and the share of senior voters in Florida literally used to just be the mass majority of voters from Florida mm-hmm. that's now dropped from 64% to only 52% Wow, that's, that's fantastic that you know other age demographics are now and get involved yeah yeah what's what's happening in Nevada
1: yeah. All right. So Nevada. What's happening in Nevada? <laughs> What's up, Nevada? <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> How are you doing, Nevada? So in Nevada right now, out of the early votes that have come in, fifty-three percent of the votes have been for Biden, while only twenty five have been for Trump, uh, which is, you know, really good for Democrats. You know, interesting thing, in twenty sixteen, Democrats only led by fifteen percent and this year it's twenty eight. So that might also be due to, you know, the surge of new young voters. But it also kind of leaves us questioning, like, you know Last time I checked fifty three plus twenty-five yeah. is not plus
0: twenty-five e- is not a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> not, it's not even
1: close, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if my math is correct. <laughs>
0: Where are those twenty plus percent of voters going? I don't want to speculate. Yeah, you're not but you know there's this <laughs> guy, he's running. I don't know if you heard about him.
1: Yeah, you guys heard of Kanye? <laughs>
0: yeah, Mr. West.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm you know, scared to say that that number could potentially be uh, because of Kanye, but I don't know where else it would be going. If twenty percent of Nevada
0: voters are going for Kanye West, oh god! I mean, hey, if he's taking—I mean, I don't—we try to be like not political. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I guess, whatever. But if twenty percent are going for Kanye, and it's taken away from Trump voters, yeah.
1: I like, mean, like, yeah. Like, I mean, I thought you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Everyone's saying vote for Kanye is a vote for Trump. But I guess in this particular case, not to say you should vote for Kanye. <laughs> don't vote for Kanye. Yeah. I mean, like if Biden's getting 53 percent, Trump's getting 25, Kanye's getting 20. Yeah,
0: yeah, vote for Kanye. Like, you know.
1: Yeah. He's, Kanye's giving Trump a run for his money in Nevada. Which is incredibly funny. Yeah. But also, let's reiterate, once again, do not vote for Kanye. <laughs> Thank you. Yes
0: not vote for Kanye. Yeah. There are two there
1: are two possibilities for president here. Only two. There's no more than two. Well, Nevada looks like either Biden or Kanye. Yes. Well, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, only only two options there. Still still riding with Biden. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially right now when it's so close. Yeah. You know, a vote for a green party or or, or God forbid Kanye is just The birthday party. Not not a smart move. And for folks who don't know, the birthday party is Kanye
0: West's political party that he created. I feel like people should know that we should get them some context. Yeah. Um, okay. And then so we got Nevada down, we got Florida down, Arizona. Trump won the state by like ninety-one thousand votes back in twenty sixteen. Very slim majority. Democrats got this uptick in voter registration and Arizona and, and- Biden's down favorite in the
1: polls, which is really, really great. I'm loving this blue wave. All these new, loving the blue wave, damn voters. It's awesome. But we're not
0: political here. Oh we're, no, we're just, not even a little you know, We're just stating, stating the facts from the polls. So, but vote for Biden. I mean, if not, then you, know, whatever, but you should. We have a scary, kind of scary thing here. There's an uptick in um, Republican voter registration in Florida, in North Carolina, in Pennsylvania. Which is a little concerning. But still, in all three states, Democrats are in the lead,
1: which is kind of awesome. I know the way I see it, like any new voter registration is a win. I think if more people are registered, that's really all we can ask for. Yeah, Speaking of new voter registration, so we did some research and found out some startling facts about the U.S. and how good we are at registering voters. Because, you know, well, I don't know if this is like startling. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm pretty startled. <laughs> I think
0: it's like, oh, wow, other countries are doing that good. I don't think it's like, oh, we're doing that bad. No, no, like that's, that's, yeah, I got that. <laughs> I think it's more like, wow, other countries make
1: life so much easier. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, the part that was most interesting to me. I guess let me just like preface this by saying a lot of Americans think of the U.S. as, you know, like the strongest democracy. Like the gold standard. Exactly. The gold standard of democracy in the world. But we're just not. I mean, if you look at like numbers. So in 2016, the U.S. had 55 percent of eligible voters come out and 87 percent of registered voters. And uh, I'll get to that 87. Meaning that 45 percent. Of Americans over
0: 18 (laughs) who are eligible to vote. It's like, no, I'm just going to sit this one out. Exactly. (laughs) 45%, 45% of all adults in America in 2016 sat that election out, did not
1: vote. Yeah. So I guess to, to like compare that to a few other countries, if you're thinking like, well, you know, yeah, 55% isn't that high, but you know, like all over the world, like voting just isn't that popular and no. So in the last election, New Zealand had 76% of eligible voters turnout. In Belgium, is 87%. Sweden, 83%. Canada, 62 A little lower, but still higher than the US. Mexico is 66 Here's the crazy thing. Uh, the UK and Canada. Sorry, the UK had 91% of eligible, eligible voters come out. And Slovakia had 99%. So we're nowhere near the top. Slovakia, hats off to you. Yeah. You guys are doing it. Yeah. I mean, Slovakia does it a little differently because they it's kind of like mandatory to vote, which I don't think the US will do anytime soon. Yeah, Yeah. But like all these other countries, you know, Belgium, Sweden, Canada, New Zealand, the UK, like these are all countries where voting is, you know, of free will. And the way they do it is in some of these countries, they either automatically register you as a voter when you turn 18. So like when you're 18, you don't do anything but you're just automatically registered to vote. So you can show up to a polling place in the next election if you're 18. And as long as like you have some form of ID, which they're also more lenient about um, in a lot of other countries, you can vote. And there's no like, you know, loops to jump through to register to vote like there is or like there are in the US. And then other countries that don't automatically, or, you know, countries with higher voter turnout that don't automatically register you, they just like they push new, new voter registration much harder on their people through the government. Like the government really, really makes an effort to register new voters, which we just don't see in the U.S. Like, why are we not doing this? So I think like a misconception in the U.S. is that people just aren't that into voting who are uh, eligible, who are registered, I mean. But so in the U.S., it was 55% of eligible voters came out in 2016, 87% of registered voters. So the people who are registered totally came out in good numbers it's just that there are a lot of people not registered so that's really our problem in the u.s is that we have a registration problem not a voting problem like why does the u.s make it so hard for people to register i mean
0: i I don't want to like go into like crazy math here but let's just say half a little more than half of americans voted and then a little like split even like 50 to 50 you know, like one percent voted for one candidate, forty-eight, forty-nine voted for one candidate. It's like twenty-five percent of Americans selected the president for a hundred percent of us.
1: Yeah, oh it's 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 insane. That's insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. And we're all
0: affected. We're all dealing with corona, we're all dealing with Supreme Court justices, we're all dealing with, you know, whatever. And literally not even 25 percent, because only 87 percent of registered voters. and it's, it's scary. It's like we're now getting to like 22 percent of Americans decided for all of us: It's so important to vote. It's so important to be
1: registered. Yeah, exactly. We need to step up our registration game. Probably that starts with not you know getting people or just telling people to register, but the US government.
0: You know where else we can start? Go to the delvepodcast.com. There's there's a register to vote pop up. Register to vote. You know, a lot of states, Florida, for example, I think North Carolina has just stopped registration for voting for an election that is. Uh, we can have a way, which is insane. But folks,
1: please register to vote if you still can in your state. Vote early if you can in your state. And more importantly, vote like your life depends on it because it does.
0: Because it does.
1: Because it does. I just want to, like, lastly pivot
0: here to to kind of like a more international story that's popping up. The protests in Nigeria. It kind of, like, has a lot of echoes from the protests that we've been seeing here in the U.S. against police brutality. And Nigerians were protesting against a specific branch of this government police force, the Special anti robbery Squad, also known as SARS the group was originally formed to combat violent crime and the officers, they're often in plain clothes and unmarked vehicles and, um, people have been protesting them for years, but these officers have been doing extrajudicial killings and actually robbing the folks that they're searching and just going through like really, really, really folks have been going through really, really awful things. So the group was disbanded and now the protests have kind of like grown from just protesting SARS to protesting corruption and protesting, you know, lack of like government intervention and lack of just like basic rights and services. And this week the government sent in police to disband this police brutality protest.
2: The authorities disbanded the unit and also promised wider police reforms but the protesters remained unsatisfied. They continued the protests and the authorities are saying now that criminals have infiltrated the protest movement causing mayhem. They attacked police stations, they killed police officers and attacked two prisons as well, breaking them and freeing nearly 2000 inmates on Monday. The violence continued on Tuesday and Wednesday with the protesters allegedly infiltrated by criminals attacking a major television station, one of the main television stations in Nigeria, TVC, which is thought to be owned by a key figure in the ruling APC party in Lagos. The television is now off air. So the authorities are saying they are not going to condone breakdown of law and order. And President Mohamed Buhari has appealed for calm, saying his commitment to police reforms should not be in doubt. And he said that the citizens should understand the government commitment in that regard. So the authorities appear so worried about the degenerating unrest across the country, but there is also concern that using force to end the unrest could lead to more violence.
0: The irony, and it has a lot of echoes from the protests that have been happening in the states because folks in the states protesting police brutality. And what do we see? Police come in and brutally take down these protests. You know, my heart goes out to protesters because I feel like, you know, that's obviously uh, just like a human right, the right to assembly, the right to protest. And um, President Mohamedou Bihari sent in the police and the Nigerian military to disband this group of people. And we haven't heard anything from the president, our president, Trump or the government at all. And it's funny because it's like, well, how can he say anything? And he's doing like the same things. He's using the same tactics and in the military, National Guard, the police to crack down on protests. It's bizarre. Nigeria is a democracy. They have an elected president and elected Congress. These are very much, the tactics of a dictator just like the president's tactics were very much of a dictator Where does the u.s have like the moral authority to say nigeria don't send in your troops and kill people
1: i mean like normally i feel like the u.s should have that authority to say like you know this is clearly wrong like don't send in your troops to kill protesters it's their right but like right now, we're in no place to say that or at least Trump is in no place to say that. Because he's doing the same thing. Exactly. Exactly.
0: This is why you guys should vote. That 45% vote.
1: Yeah. If we had any other president, they all obviously condemned Trump like sending in troops to these protests. Yeah. Or at least a lot of them did. Like very easily would be
0: able to say hey guys, this is this is very wrong. Like Everyone should, you know, be allowed to peacefully protest. Uh, sending your troops and killing people—like not, you know, breaking up the protests—you know, that's one thing. Actually, having folks die, yeah, it's like barbaric. It's it's insane, and we don't have any leadership coming from the White House, you know, kind of going against this.
1: Yeah, I'd be very surprised if Trump said, "Don't send" or you know, withdraw your troops that are killing protesters in Nigeria, because that's kind of his move.
0: Oh, Nigeria, our heart goes out to you. I'm actually sorry that we don't have leadership on this side of the Atlantic to help you guys out and stand up for you. And it's it's similar to like the protests in Belarus. They're protesting this president who's been in, in office for a billion years, And there's like these mass protests, tens of thousands of people, and he's just sending in folks to wipe them out. We have this vacuum of leadership in the world. Who else besides the US can say, no, if your people are protesting, you know, hear them out, listen to them. People don't protest for jokes and hee hee ha ha. Like it's, you know, usually if you're risking your life on the line, you know, like, Their government's a dictatorship or they're going to have like brutal consequences. They're doing it because it's important. Their lives depend on it.
1: Yeah, I really feel like right now we should be able to do something. But we're kind of backwards from where the U.S. usually stands. So I don't don't know what to do.
0: I know what you can do.
1: You can vote. 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 Yep. I think that's the episode. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of good stuff. And uh, if there's one thing you take away, vote. Vote. That's it. Vote, vote, vote. Please register. Vote. Vote early. Vote on election day any way you can. Vote. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll
0: be back next Friday. We're going to have another guest co-host. So this should be an interesting experiment that just continues on. Hayden, thanks so much for taking the time to do this with me. This was really fun. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, it was a blast. So glad to co-host it with you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, everyone. See you next Friday. And this is The Delve.